I just wanted to let y'all know something before we get into this. I just wanted to tell you about our partners, Epic Water Filters. If you look up epicwaterfilters.com, you can use our code HTPOD for 20% off. It's actually incredible. I would not promote a product that I don't genuinely believe in. I believe in this company so much. They make filters that can filter your water and take out all these contaminants that are in there. And if you're drinking tap water, you got to change that. But even if you got a Brita water filter, it's not doing enough you need one of these the one that i got actually gets rid of fluoride if you know you know and they actually make water bottles that filter water so you can bring it with you that is insane check it out again epicwaterfilters.com use code htpod for 20 percent off welcome to the hurtful truth podcast my name is blake phillips my guest today i met him on twitter actually uh, i think he followed me i don't know but uh, his name is Jamie Brown, and he was only at like a hundred followers on this account. We're not gonna name, and within two months, he got to over forty thousand. So, I just thought it was right to bring him on because he's financially free by the age of thirty. I'm gonna let him do the honors of explaining his story in a second, but yeah, he's an e-commerce business owner who made his way through Amazon FBA. So I guess go ahead and explain, you know, introduce yourself how you'd like to be introduced, man. Yeah, thanks. Um, hi, yeah, I'm Jamie. And uh, yeah, I run an Amazon business. Um, I actually sell not just on Amazon, but also other websites. And uh, I never thought it was really possible. I didn't think it would work, to be honest, when I started. So yeah, I've been doing that about eight years now maybe nine years and uh i just really yeah i'd be if i can get other people to start their own online business or start selling online um i'm all for it so hopefully this is of use to people yes sir so it's really crazy that i even met you in the first place to me yeah um, I know. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm, I'm i was just on my path to uh financial freedom since i was young I mean, I feel like I'm failing at 23 just because I'm not there. But the thing is, I already know that I'm about to be there. You know, I know it's all part of the process. So what age did you actually become financially free, as you'd like to call it? And then actually define what you mean by financial freedom. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's first of all, it's, it's a kind of it's kind of like actually a marketing thing for many people. They go it's, it's there's a whole movement on it called FIRE. Um, which lots of people might have heard. Have you heard of it? Fire, F I, yeah, financially, uh, financially independent, retired early, F I R E. It's a whole sort of movement, um, and it means different things to different people. Yeah, you don't. What most people think you need, you don't need tens of millions of dollars or pounds. I'm, I'm in the UK. Um, you need. You need to break it down and work out what you actually really need so that you don't need to worry about money again. And it is a lot easier than you might think. And I, I can I can explain how I came to this mindset because I um I was like most people and I was thinking, oh, you need I need millions and millions of pounds to, you know, I need million for a house, several million in the bank, and then you don't have to worry about money. It doesn't work like that. And that there's a reason why most lottery winners apparently often lose money. Um, they're, just, they're really bad at managing their money. So it's, it's all about having the right m mindset to manage money properly. And um, I just started reading books about it and trying to understand money and like what it means and how to use it and what it, how it works. And I started with one book and that really got me into uh, creating an online business and then since then since making my own money I've been learning how to actually manage it properly and most people just don't manage it in the right way uh, whether you've got a job or your own business most people just don't understand money so I've got loads of book recommendations which really, really helped me but probably there's probably like two or three over which I can recommend which we can go into um, if, if you like but yeah yeah financial freedom it's different to everyone else I know what my kind of free life is. I've done it. I want other people to actually reach for the same goal because it, it's 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 easier than you think. Yeah, and something about you that I like is 
you just do all this stuff out of just wanting to help people because you don't even sell anything. I asked him really? for everyone just so you know, <laughs> I asked him what he sells. He doesn't even sell anything. I, and, I sell uh, he reached stuff out to people me. online on Amazon <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. He'll sell things to people, but it's like whenever he's whenever he's uh, meeting people and everything, he's not really out here just trying to sell to you. You know, he's on this podcast just to actually help people. He's not out here just see he's doing this under his own name, not even under his brand. He's not even gonna tell you the name of his business that's pretty respectable to me so another thing i wanted to bring up is uh do you agree with me see i'm not there yet of course but I'm, i feel like i'm very i'm very close but you're do you a age younger than me i still feel yeah. like i'm 23 as well but um oh yeah what what age was it that you said that you um 2015 it was um so this was three years after university in england um, I'd been working a job in London in consultancy, actually. Um, you earn good money that doing that. It's an office job with clients. But yeah, 2015. Wow. Yeah. How old were you at that time? 20, uh, 25. Wow, that's pretty early still. Like, I mean, a lot of people uh, don't don't even do that. So like, well, a lot of people just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most even... people don't. And that's the thing. Yeah. Because most people don't, there's there's less competition than you think to actually do these things. So yeah, yeah a niche a niche online like in Twitter or whatever it is, it's actually easier than you think because most people don't do it. There's less competition at the top or at the the, the peak or something than you think because most people don't do it. And you brought up niche. Uh, is it niche or niche? Because I I say it niche, but like everyone says it differently. Um. I, I I say both. I guess I say <laughs> more, um, but all the audio I listen to online, um, like there's a website called, uh, by Spencer Hortz, who's a guy who creates a lot of his online online business stuff. He his website's nichepursuits.com, and I used to listen to his podcast, and it's always niche, niche, niche. So we're like, yeah, niche. I hear it in so many different ways. I, I'm just gonna say <laughs> niche. I I don't know why, but um, yeah, yeah, that's right. I prefer what me. I was going to say earlier, yeah, <laughs> what I was going to say earlier was like, I feel like once you have enough knowledge about finances, it's almost impossible for you to go broke because yeah, totally. yeah. especially I was going to ask you, do you like know a lot about taxes and how to avoid taxes? Not illegally, but legally. You have to know your own tax code inside out. You you have to. It, that's, it's see, that's that's crazy you, you actually you do, know yeah. so. now i've got an accountant and when you have a business you need an accountant however i know my business inside out i know exactly what the taxes are in the uk and you have to to otherwise you, you don't know where your money's going um yeah. so uh, an example why you have to know the, the tax code and yeah obviously it's all you've got to do it properly you, you've got to you got to do everything within the law, obviously, but you got to know the law inside out yourself. You can't just rely on an accountant. So, for example, the most one of the things I keep stressing is you've got to have your own business, and it's got to be set up as a business eventually. But just start out on your own. But you've got to incorporate your own business. So it's limited companies over here. You have sort of LLCs and, and whatever over in the states. That whatever structure is correct, set it up when you need down the line but you just got to understand how these these vehicles are taxed because strangely people who don't have their own business pay way more tax than people who own a business so if you're a business earning fifty thousand pounds a year in the uk you are taxed a lot less if you own this business you are taxed far less than if you are uh, working for someone else and earning a salary of fifty thousand i don't know why but income tax in the uk and i I think it's similar as far as I know in, in America um, and probably most places yep. around the world. You, the people who are employed by other people and they have, they have in this country, PAYE, pay-as-you-earn tax slips, where they get their salary and the government takes the money, the tax money off at source. You don't even see it and then you get the rest. Those people pay way more than people who have a company. You know why? You know why is actually because I actually know why because um, you got, have you ever heard of the book tax-free wealth? No. 
Oh man, that will that is for me. That's the most so far. Like when it comes to finances, it's the most life changing book I've I've read. I haven't finished it, but I've been trying to note down everything. I'm gonna read it over and over. It's like you can literally look up the audio book online. It's Tax Free Wealth by isn't Robert Kiyosaki the guy that did Rich Dad Poor Dad? That's right. Well, this yeah. guy this guy was mentored by him. His name's okay. Tom Free. Yeah, Tom Free Wheelwright. So basically this whole book he explains the basis of like taxes and why they are that way and then like so it helps you understand yeah. the biggest thing the reason why that people that are employed are not getting as much off in their taxes is because people that own businesses are providing jobs whenever you're doing something that's helping the economy whatever the government uh, perceives as like to be helpful to the economy that's what they're writing as in the tax code to help you because if you're buying real estate for example that's why you get such a big tax write-off because real estate helps the work the economy basically run itself so that's really the reason it's really interesting um taxes has been like a what do you call it a puzzle for me yeah it's it feels like that is the way to have money that if you can make your money come right back to you at the end of the year then you're rich forever and that's why that's what the rich mean whenever they say i get everything for free they literally don't get sent everything for free it's yeah. because they set up their taxes in such a way and their corporations in such a way that they're always getting their money back and actually they're getting money they never even had in the first place off of tax depreciation absolutely so pretty- the, the, you've, you've you've said it exactly how it is yeah you you pay yourself before you're taxed Whereas if you're an employee to your, your tax and then you finally get the money. Um, yeah, exactly. You, you need to, I've kind of mentioned it a few times to you and other people, you've you got to live your life through a business. So your business owns everything legitimately. So, you know, yeah. you, need, you need a phone and whatever to, to run a business. Your business needs to earn that phone and it buys it for right. you. And it gets all the different tax write-offs. So it gets the VAT, it gets, it gets the tax, um, relief on it and yeah you gotta set things up correctly and so yeah you need an accountant at the end of the day but the most important thing really is just to get started because you need to build your own business and that's the most important thing at the end of the yeah, day yeah you're gonna have to have but, you're gonna have, to have income in order to even use the income for yeah. the tax i guess i'll go into the next thing though which is what you were going to talk about what is the book that changed your life that you you talk about you told me that you haven't told me yeah. the exact book. yeah um I came across it when it came out 10 years prior. So 2005-ish, it came out. And I came across it back in 2015. And I thought, oh, yeah, that looked familiar. And I read it. And six months later, I had actually handed my notice into my job and I started it. You asked me what the book is. Loads of people will have known know this book. Some people hate it. Lots more people love it. It was The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Have you you've heard of Tim Ferriss? I haven't. Oh, you're you've got a rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> yeah, he he's a really fascinating guy, and that book, yeah, that book started it all for me. What was the biggest takeaway from the book that made you realize, like, because you said it was the reason you quit your job? Yeah, what what um, was it that made you quit your job about it? Yeah, so going back to that first question you asked, what is financial freedom? Well, that book helps you answer it. Basically, it it it's very practical it gives you really practical advice you've got to break down you've got to decide what you want first and then you, you you it gives you an acronym actually it's like deal definition elimination automation liberation yes yeah, so de- definition you've got to define what you want first and it gives you some tips about that and you can be as wacky as you want but at the end of the day there's certain things that we all want we want you know a place to live and we want enough money to afford certain basic things and then there's some other things like for me it's traveling i quite like traveling so you know what is all of this stuff how much does it cost and you break it down and i i did this exercise and i worked out it was it literally to have whatever i wanted i'm not joking it it was something like 32 pounds a day that's like 40 dollars or something now if you had more of course you can do more but it's about a thousand dollars a month a thousand pounds a month is what, what i needed and i, I right. go okay, so how do i need to make 30 pounds 30 odd pounds a day on the internet and when you break it down like that 30 pounds is not much to make in one day online 
So suddenly it it feels achievable. So that that was the the exercise that the book really made me start thinking. Uh, you know, I could I could do this actually. And then I started researching online businesses. That's that's really incredible, actually. Yeah, you, you there's sort of spreadsheets and stuff. It it gives it it points you in the direction of, but yeah, your TMI, your total monthly income. What do you actually need to achieve your dream life, your dream setup? It's not tens of millions in the bank. Yeah, it's really the spread is that margin between your expenses and your income. That's yeah. all it is, and you just keep rising the the margin. Yeah, I mean, in in the book, it gives you an example of oh, if you want a Lamborghini or something. I can't remember what it is, what car, but it's like a Lamborghini or an Aston Martin. And like, you go online, it, it, it so it gives you an example, and you, you research it. You can actually have one for like six, seven hundred pounds a month if you want. <laughs> so all, all, all of a sudden, wow. okay, so it's only like it's like 48 pounds a day or whatever it is for that car if you really want it and then you go do i really want that car and you you probably don't but if you want it you can have it so yeah it, it it says don't hold back really define what you want and then work out how to get there and it gives you the steps to do it i relentlessly followed those steps i read the book four times over uh, my Kindle highlights are just nuts with with all the things I highlighted. And I put my head down for six months. I tried and failed all those are different things. I've actually got a list of them somewhere in like a journal of all these little ideas I tried. And one of the one of them stuck. And um, I've done it ever since. And uh, since then, I've built other things on top of that so the main bit is actually amazon fba which is selling physical products to people so yeah i've got got two parts of a company now which do stuff on on websites direct to people and i've got an amazon bit as well and then from that it's just repeating what works it's doubling down what works scaling Um, yeah yeah so once it once you start these things become a lot easier and recognizing that is really really enlightening then what was the uh, thing that actually got you to pursue amazon fba in the first place how did you find out about it and then like what yeah. made you realize um, all right i want to do that well i'd been selling on my own website um for must have been a year or so before i really thought i'm gonna start amazon i first heard about it on niche pursuits or nichepursuits.com uh, yeah, it's a guy called Spencer Hawes, and he just has a blog of him selling on Amazon. And um, he's in America, and I'll, I'll be totally honest. He had this product. I can barely remember what it was. It was um, I'll, I'll think. I'll come back to it. And I thought, ah, oh, this is interesting. I bet there's not many people in the UK doing it. So I just copied the product. Mm-hmm. I bought a small test order. I sold them, and I I sold out. I thought, okay, there's something to this. So from there, I actually started to develop my own products. And I now have about 30, 40 products, different SKUs, all in the sort of health, well-being, lifestyle, and home products um, area. And And how did you, uh, for them, for the viewers, like how do you even go about creating your own product unless you don't, like say what you're willing to say, you know? Yeah, I mean, so if anyone's, look thinking about starting on amazon it's good but it's really it's a lot of hard work it's and it's a lot harder now to start now than it was when i started so how did i how did i start well i i use software to find out what what people wanted to buy on amazon but weren't really getting uh and it would compare you give you the search results page based on the keywords that they type in and if they didn't match there's a little bit of the market you can grab. And I started investigating bits of Amazon search results page like that using software. There's, there's software out there called Jungle Scout and many other bits. And you try some products, you find what works, and you double down on the ones which do. I can give you some specific examples if you like. But this is very specific about starting on Amazon. I don't know how interested most people are about selling on Amazon, but it's, this example could, could apply to lots of things. So for example... Yeah. If you're trying to create a product to sell, it might be on Amazon. It might not be. It might be on your own website. You might use Shopify. 
you, you, you really want to double down and be specific what it is. So an example that has always stuck in my head is you don't want to sell dog food. By the way, don't sell food because there's so many regulatory issues. <laughs> don't sell any with food, medicine, um, batteries, ideally, moving parts, anything which is too big. It's got to fit in a shoebox. You want it to be simple and non-breakable. I've got lots of breakable products, but this is the stuff they don't tell you on YouTube, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you want it to be nice and simple. Yeah. So you don't want to sell dog food. You want to sell, I don't know, Chihuahua dog food. That's better. How about organic Chihuahua dog food? Even better. So now what you do, you go into Amazon and you use the software to see how many people in, I generally look at the UK and the US, how many people a day are searching for dog food oh it's like two million too too many people or a chihuahua dog food uh thirty thousand people a day okay organic chihuahua dog food one and a half thousand people a day search on amazon for example now that's a bit of the market you can get if you go and look yourself and you see there's no organic chihuahua dog food so all you need to go and do really if, if we're just going to simplify it is you need to go and create a product in this case, organic Chihuahua dog food, and you will get in front of those one and a half thousand people. But why, I want to explain to the other people they don't know, why is it that you were looking for a small amount of people whenever most people are like, I'm going to go where there's a lot of people. Because there's less competition where there's a smaller audience, believe it or not. The, the big audiences, um, people are fighting each other. You don't want to fight other competitors. You want to own that niche or that niche. Yeah. You want to literally, you want to own that, that search results page, ideally all 10 spots for organic Chihuahua dog food, create different sizes, multi-packs, different flavors. Probably dogs don't care about flavor too much, but you know, create different versions. If you're trying to get on the dog food results page, you're fighting hundreds probably tens of thousands of other companies also selling dog food it's a waste of time you actually want to target a small proportion of the the total search results so if it's counterintuitive yeah it's counterintuitive but that's you've got to do that you'll be wasting your time and your money if you're targeting something too broad there's also the situation whenever it's too little people looking for the thing yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, you can use software to do these sorts of things. So you can put a filter on. You want at most, you want minimum, say, 10 or 20 searches a day for something. And you want at most, say, a couple of thousand. So you're now getting, you're getting a, a good range. Yeah. If, if only two people a day are searching on average, it's not worth your time. There's no market for it. So you do want a market, but you want, you want a small market, but not not so small that it's virtually non-existent well how did you go about marketing the product that was it just easy because it just happens naturally or was it like oh. you had to get creative first i had to create it so if i just talk about creating a product first i mean I, I just want people to start an online business so you don't have to create a physical product but there is something powerful about creating a physical product because it's something you actually hold in your hands and i know out there it's so weird but there are hundreds of thousands of people with my products all around the world in their house. It just sounds so weird, but, um, cool, man. That's so, it's cool. so weird. Honestly, it's crazy, but, um, yeah, you, you've got to make a product first. So I come on to marketing. Some people will ask how on earth do I make a physical product? You can make virtual products. This is something I'm dabbling in with now a little bit, like you're sort of doing it as well, you know, with a podcast and with our Twitter accounts, yeah, exactly. With your merch, exactly. I got this too, you know. Speaking of that, we'll plug it real quick. Uh, yeah. Perfect truth with the X instead of the U in truth, man. Look it up on all platforms. I'll just plug it. Uh, we got exclusive stuff, so you know, I only make a certain amount of everything, and I'm gonna definitely reward anyone that buys it early. Like at this point in my life, you know, you're gonna get discounts with the, in the future because it's eventually gonna be very high price. So anyway, continue what you were saying. Well, no, I mean, that's that's a good example. You've got to assume it's not a virtual product. Anyone can create a virtual product. All you need is an internet connection, really. But if we're talking about a physical product for Amazon, 
especially you you've got to get it made so you've you've got to you've got to find a manufacturer i mean depending what your product is it's going to be tricky so fortunately i guess um clothes is easier to make and as long as you got a good brand you're going to do well but i had some really tricky products to make and you've got to find factories online and you you use alibaba.com to do that and you order some samples and if anyone wants you know if anyone decided one day to start on amazon just let we'll, i'll give you contact details at the end i can tell you some of the details about how you go about finding these companies and how you order test samples and negotiate price and all that sort of thing but you gotta you gotta find a product manufacture it change it so it's slightly different so there's probably companies out there making organic dog food will go can i have a chihuahua one please and they go oh i've not made one before and you go great what can we do make it smaller maybe smaller bits or something i don't know now you've got your own product essentially built from scratch yeah so you've got to think about it like that don't just buy an existing product change it a bit Maybe you add a handle on, you add a bit of padding, you add a, an opening up here instead of down there. You add a round bit rather than a square bit. I don't know. You just change it a bit. Ask them, can you stamp my brand on? And they'll go, yeah, we've got stamping machines. It's just normal to them. In China, they just make everything. Unfortunately, um, we don't make enough over here and in America these days. But yeah, they, they can do anything. It's amazing. So much is made in China, India, some of these other um, countries over there and uh they're they're very good at it it's so interesting man that you even yeah. found out about this especially so early i don't how prominent i mean yeah 2015 i just feel like there wasn't many people even really talking about e-commerce e as much it was kind of like it was still happening but it wasn't such yeah. a big deal like it is right now it's like everyone's talking about drop shipping yeah i do a lot of drop shipping as well on my website so i sell a lot of health gym equipment mm -hmm. and some of these things are huge but i don't touch them i never have touched them <laughs> exactly I do how, yeah it, i'm I'm a, I'm a retailer essentially so yeah mm -hmm. i do a lot of drop shipping but the, the beauty of amazon is they do everything for you they drop ship it but they do customer service they do absolutely everything so it's a great <laughs> and it's a trusted brand this is something that a lot of people don't get see i tried drop shipping the only reason why for me it didn't work i didn't do enough i could have Put a lot of energy into just organic marketing but it's it's a lot of work but i uh, didn't really have enough capital for it but i'm going to come back for it later but i had a sustainable type of website i think i had shown you that a while back i don't know but um that was great but that's the that's the thing is you have to have your brand be a trustworthy source that's what it is because a lot of people like for me it was just hard to get people to even click on the website and go to the website because is, yeah. they didn't trust it and there was no like not a lot of reviews to show for it and stuff like that but with amazon you're leveraging a giant brand that everyone knows is trustworthy and they know they got good customer service because they've been buying from amazon so whenever you got a product on amazon you're leveraging credibility i also had built a tiktok account you know one of the videos went crazy the thing about that is the reason why that video went crazy and hit over 3.5 million now is because of the fact that I was leveraging the credibility of the person that I posted a video of. It was Jim Carrey. So they all were going to watch it because they like Jim Carrey. So yeah. it's just use credibility that you have to show. That's the thing. Yeah. You know? People know and trust Amazon, you know, 50 cent and every dollar is spent on Amazon online. It's probably more now. Yeah. Amazon is just, just the place to, to, to start. I, I sell on eBay as well and other places, but yeah, Amazon, it, people know it and I use it every day. It's it's really an amazing platform. And the fact that the, people can have Prime and get it shipped in two days almost every time, big yeah. move. Yeah. Um, so I guess the next, the next thing I wanted to say, what was the most drastic turning point in your entire life to you? Oh, yeah, it was back then when I, I handed in my notice for my job. I quit my job and... Um, I started selling stuff online and all my friends at work, uh, they were like, what are you doing? That just, just doesn't sound right. I I agree. It doesn't sound right. But, you know, <laughs> moved across. Oh, yeah. I, um, um, I, well, I, I was going to ask, what is the job? What was the job that you were working at? What did you do? I was in consultancy. So I was okay, helping. 
big companies um, basically improve what they do. I was a customer engagement consultant. So normally helping companies who retail products to customers. Were you bored of it or you just? No, I was in a really good company, great people. And uh, no, I, I actually really liked it. But the only the only thing I didn't want to do was do that forever because I I I wanted to make my own time and my own life. And yeah, I, you didn't want to be working for the man for the rest of your life, right? I couldn't be doing that if five days a week I had to turn up at the same spot every day. I just didn't want to do it forever. I needed a change, a new challenge. I I'd done pretty well with it, and I I did like it, but I needed a new challenge. Yeah. Hmm. What was the uh, worst job you ever worked? Just to show people like where you can come from, it's just like... You know what? Yeah. I've, I've done a lot of um, internships and work experience, but I've only had one proper job for three years. Uh, apart from that, I've been working for myself. Wow. So that yeah. was it? That was the only job you had? The consulting? I, I mean, I, I had small kind of internships and small jobs before but i they were i didn't call them career jobs yeah so yeah in terms of like a, a like a big kind of career job yeah I, I've well in terms of just like a like cleaning toilets type of thing like was there anything like that or just yeah it's more um more kind of admin-y stuff that i would just sit and do for uh, all sorts of companies like polling company just all sorts like that stuff that you don't want to be doing for too long and did you go to college uh, yeah so yeah it's university we call it i i studied you know at university for three years and yeah and then, you're from south uh, england right yeah yeah okay and then uh yeah then i moved to london for about three years uh to work in consultancy and then i moved uh away from london where i'm now to to run my own business and for a while i was actually flying on the plane every i'd fly to london in the morning work at my client for my job and then i'd fly back at 5 what? p.m yeah and the uk is pretty small now in america like you can fly you have domestic flights all the time it's quite unusual to go on the domestic flight in the uk it most people don't do it very often um, it's not normal for people to just do that and then come right back unless you're like no, it's really not normal yeah it, that the flight was like half an hour but was that expensive and you were just making the money so much from it that it just didn't no, matter I didn't pay for it the client paid for it i was a, i was in consultancy so clients would pay my company who would pay me a much smaller amount of what they pay my company and they would charge the client and bill the client so interesting that's interesting so what was your biggest failure on the way or multiple failures on the way up to where you're at let me get that i've written i've not looked at this in a long time i've i wrote a list i'm sure um of, you wrote a list of your failures yeah i think so yeah that's smart actually i wish more people would do that let me have a look um i'm sure i wrote a list yeah so in fact let me find the list just tell me how you started decided to start your clothing brand okay i mean this was drawn by my friend his name is red that dude is one of my best friends of all time love that dude and basically we were hanging out he would be in my shitty ass apartment back in uh edmond oklahoma whenever i was going to college and he would he had a key and everything he would come in there at that i had bed bugs i had cockroaches all types of stuff and we would just draw and just for fun we were just drawing like cartoons whatever and then he drew this and i was like bro that's the <laughs> that's the logo because i knew i wanted to do this ever since i was 18 i knew i wanted to do it even when i was younger i, I knew i wanted to do it but whenever i was 18 i was like that's what i want to do you know that's what that's the long long story short and another time i'll go into the rest of it but i want to focus on you for sure yeah i wrote a whole list down I add to it uh, occasionally. I should, I should remind myself to add more, but um, I saw the guide on, yeah, these are just some some business ideas that I tried and, and felt. I'll just pick up a couple of them. Yeah, I tried selling juices, like blenders at one stage. It, it is too, too, it's too messy. <laughs> it's just, the market is just difficult. Oh yeah, I, I was trying to import 
handbags. Is women. this while you were working that job? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was an overlap of about six months. In did port. you start getting successful with one of them or with the one that did start going up before you yeah, quit the job? Or was the it? So that was towards the end. But, you know, the, these things I tried for about a month. There was an overlap between all of these. Um, I was importing like handbags from Morocco. I mean, it's a bit of an unusual thing. Um, I created a guide of trying to get small businesses locally. So like bakers or shoe shops to get them onto Google Maps because so many businesses are just not on Google Maps. I thought, how can I charge to get them on there? I create some kind of guide for that. Um, I built an app for Apple Watch. It just come out at that stage and there's no torch on it. And I thought, I'll just build a simple app. I, I built and sold this app to have a torch on your, on your watch. You um, built and sold an app? yeah yeah okay you gotta go into that you gotta go into that a bit more dude that's crazy yeah no honestly it's i for my business in consultancy um i was on the functional side but there's a lot of technical work as well of coding but we had developers who did that but i had a big understanding and appreciation of coding um so i was kind of into it and understood it and i just dabbled in it myself and i created an app yeah uh for for watch on xcode yeah it's, that's interesting right there yeah well i mean yeah i haven't thought about that in a long time but if you can create a really big app a really good app that does one thing really simply it, it's good um, did you make did you make money on it or did, did it just not work you said it was one of the biggest failures but uh oh uh, okay i'm gonna be uh, let me clarify that these are not my biggest failures these are just a long list of many small ones mm-hmm. um, so what made that one a failure to you Oh, my bad. It cut out what you said right there on my end. Yeah, I was just saying this is a long list of small failures because I've had so many like little little projects I've tried. Uh, Jumbo sticks, uh, home gyms. Yes, uh, I did a whole thing on specifically just gym equipment. Sound demon for Airbnbs so that you can tell that people aren't having parties there. Uh, There's so many little products, products and projects I started. This thing around windows as in like windows you open uh yeah crazy looking back at this list so the the first thing that you start is probably not going to be the thing that works unless you hit the jackpot so you might have to try 30 things before you find a product that works so that's totally normal that's one i always talk about i always talk about the butterfly effect of just how we end up to where we are anyway is it's really crazy how many different directions i've gone just to end up right where i'm at and now it's like all those different things i learned they all work together and that's what makes me who i am now and that's that's the craziest thing is i wouldn't have it a different way because i now look at who i am and then look at who you are it's it's pretty crazy and also on that note i mean you're you're 23 even my age, I'm about 10 years older. We are so young. We can both afford to mess up and start all over again. And we we will be all right. We're fortunate to live in a society, I believe, in general, where most people are going to be all right if they, they hit the bottom. As long as you, you take ownership of it, you you can get yourself up. I'm, I'm lucky where I've, I wasn't born into... Um, like poverty or anything i was just normally well off i was just like a middle class family like millions of others in the uk but there are people who have gone from absolutely nothing to to the same place it 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 doesn't matter where you come from it's up to you to make make it work i mean even andrew tate who's a billionaire i know now he's in in jail for something he did allegedly but just to say, like, you know, that dude, he was poor. He said he was dirt poor. He had nothing. And so people like that can end up becoming, like, the richest people. And the other thing is it's crazy how how much time you really have when you think about it. But at the same time, you have to work like you don't have much time. Yeah. So, we, yeah. That's, that's well put. You, you've got so much time ahead of yourself when you're in your 20s and 30s. Like, it's, it's so young, seriously. Yeah, and it's weird because, like, you don't think that's young, especially the younger you are. But the older you get, you realize how fast that time went. And then time goes by even faster because you have, like, 
just relative to what you've been through, that time is going by so fast. Right now, the time is going faster than it ever has. And I think as you get older, it's always going to be that way. The older you get, the faster time is. And I realize, like, yeah, like I've realized like these months are going by like weeks to me. It's true. The older, the older you go, the the quicker time, uh, the perception of time goes. I, I read a good book about how you can try to kind of counter that. I can't remember what it's called. It, I think it could be called controlling time. Actually, I can't. I can't remember. But yeah, it's about filling your life with more and new experiences. Um, keep on doing that because as, as soon as things become the same, time just disappears. So you yeah, definitely about new experiences, which is why I try to travel. Travel quite a lot that's my biggest um goal in life is really being able to travel and then also provide for people at the same time and do whatever i need to do um so yeah i'm actually definitely on the well on the way there so the next thing is i wanted to go into real quick is your love life like i know i don't know if you want to talk about all that but you know what what advice do you have and also you know What's your love life like, I guess? <laughs> I'm probably not someone qu- qualified to to talk about that. Um, I did get married. I, th- I think everyone has a qualification <laughs> of being well, able to at least say their experiences. You know, I like I think you can learn from anyone, to be honest. <laughs> um, I'm not I'm not someone who um, I'm married now. Um, exactly. So you want so you, you succeeded. <laughs> Yeah, I was never once someone who thought that, or I'll be honest, is that interested in a traditional white wedding. Uh, it just, the, the, honestly, it just, just seems, I'm going to be honest, it just seems really boring. I think um, a lot of people feel that way, so. Okay, fair, yeah, uh, okay, good. Um, it, it did for me as well, and unfortunately, my wife agreed. Um, last year, we got married in Las Vegas. Um, while we're traveling through um through the whole of the the bottom of America actually and that was that was that was a good that was a good day um that's the way to do it I encourage people to take wacky perceived wacky decisions like that and uh you know just you don't have to do what society tells you whatever it is you don't have to you you just make your own I love that. and I love uh surprise people confuse people and I try to do both of those things as much as I can. If it's only even for my own entertainment, that's totally fine with me. That's actually incredible. See, that's the thing. I just think anyone can have something to say that can help someone at least start the conversation. I think starting the conversations is the most important thing. That's what this, I guess you asked me what this podcast the goal is. I think that's it. Yeah, it's finding the truth. But the way you do that is by sparking the conversations because I am always open to arguments and stuff like that. So I love bringing it up. I just like to bring it up. So (laughs) the last thing, uh, I mean, the last main thing I wanted to talk about was, see, we don't have to name the Twitter account, of course, but I, like I said earlier in this podcast, he started a uh, Twitter account that went to 40,000 and less than two months i mean it was crazy i watched it grow so fast <laughs> yeah, I was it was like, crazy i mean i looked at his account he followed me at 100 like he was at 112 i'm like who is this guy you know he just comes out of nowhere and he's just in my dms uh we're talking and he's a really nice person and i see his content he liked my content and then we just you know talk and then all of a sudden i check back Two days later, he's at like 200. I didn't really notice. I'm like, was he always at 200? <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then I look back in another week. I think he had hit already 2,000. Whenever I was showing him to one of my friends, I'm like, wait, what the hell? And then it just kept going. Like all of a sudden, he's at 40,000, maybe almost 50,000 now. I don't even know. I haven't looked. So uh, tell, I guess tell us what led you to even starting on Twitter. And then any Twitter growth tips. Yeah, I mean, for me, Twitter was a brand new project, completely different from what I know and what I've done before. I'd been on Twitter as a a, a consumer reading, and I use it daily. I use it to follow certain topics that I have to be on top of. I, I follow Tesla the, uh, very, very closely. I've got a lot of money in Tesla. Too much of my money is in Tesla, but I understand that company inside out. 
Apple, I understand inside out. And I I put, I don't let it sit in the bank. I, I, I invest it in those, those companies and I have to be on top of it. And I know I have to know exactly what's going on in those companies. And I use Twitter to do that. I've done that for a long, long time, but I've never been tweeting myself. I thought, I don't know, it just feels weird. Who am I tweeting to? And like my friends at university, we used it a bit there, but I just never, never been using Twitter as a creator. So I thought, what what's going on with what what's that about? And then this was obviously around the time that Elon was going through the motions of buying Twitter and that whole drama. It's not great for a Tesla investor, but I think it will work out in the long run. And him owning Twitter made me think, okay, if Twitter was ever going to take off more than what it was, it it would be now. It would be under his leadership. Wow. And it that was a that was a big decision in me. I've got to be honest him buying twitter and saying i think one in seven on the planet could use twitter at some point i thought okay so that's that's a billion people he said could use twitter and i was thinking yeah i mean it kind of makes sense um i also mentioned this to you there's there's a lot a lot of the world is on twitter but there's proportionally you get a lot of people not just in the uk us and europe you get a lot in africa um asia throughout Asia as well and I think it's just so accessible wherever you are and the 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 short form content is just so accessible to anyone uh whatever language you speak especially visual stuff because visuals work really well on Twitter so I thought yeah if a billion people can get on it I I could see that maybe I should get on Twitter now they even have the uh translate button which is crazy because that kind of brings together the world you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I use that all the time. Um, sometimes I get weird replies or replies, and <laughs> I tap to read it. My favorite, my favorite personally is the block button. I'm just joking, but uh, <laughs> I never blocked anyone to be honest. I know, I'm just joking. I have had to do that whenever it comes to certain people, just like really weird, like really weird, like stalking me type of thing. But yeah. other than that, like I people mean, I don't even know. Well, yeah, you've got you've got a personal brand. I decided to start an anonymous Twitter account, and um, for now, I'm going to keep it like that because I, I think also there's a bit of mystery around it, and I can just speak honestly on it. So it's crazy. That's one of the uh, questions I actually had, and you know, even on my on my Twitter account that I am talking about, no, I'm not even going to say it on this podcast, but um, it's obvious to me if you see it because it's my face, but it's like a it's a mixture of a personal brand and like. You know, yeah. whatever you call not a personal brand. Yeah. Uh, my question for you was, do you think it's harder to grow on Twitter if you're not showing your face or does it just depend on how you go about it? I, I think I'm going to be honest. In general, it's easier to grow if you're not showing your face. If you're showing your face, you have to do certain things. Otherwise, people are just going to look at this profile and go, who's this random person? And they won't follow you. If you're a brand around whatever it is, people are more likely to follow you because they understand what the brand is doing and what it's all about. If you're just a guy with your face on Twitter and you've got your name there, chances are you're not going to be followed. So the question becomes, how do you develop a brand around that individual? So there's things you've got to do. Like you've got to put, if you want to have a personal brand, you've got to put your name, then put a line and then put what you do. So it could be, e-commerce expert it could be copywriter it could be graphic designer it could be um computer whiz whatever you want to call it come up with a little tagline and put that in your name so people actually know what the account's about and then yeah. you got, got to structure the bio and have your header all around this idea of what the brand is because yeah if you're doing a personal brand it can't actually just be about you it's got to be about the thing that you're 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 doing and I'd say the biggest thing is really just sparking curiosity, even if it is your face. If you can make it seem like there's more to your account than just, uh, he's just using it for himself, you know. Or if you're yeah. doing what we know is helpful to grow, like we both know, interacting with other people, like commenting on other people's posts. If people keep seeing you in the same community over and over, talking and actually providing value, people are going to follow you as long as you're actually helping they're going to follow you. So I've realized the biggest thing, find a way for them to feel like they should click on your account. Then whenever they do click on your account, make sure it looks like you're actually providing stuff. Yeah. There's something to help them. 
Totally. You've got to have all the, the groundwork done because at the end of the day, you need to get people on your profile and then to actually click follow. So, yeah, it's like hook. It's like hook. You can't uh, you can't get people to watch your video if you don't have some reason for them to click it. And then it's like, yeah, I might have all this information, but if I don't show you what it's going to help you with, you're not going to click it. Yeah. I mean, in, in terms of growth tips, um, if anyone wants more detail, I'm always happy to help people. Um, I'll, I'll give out an email at the end and if people can always get in contact. But yeah, I mean, basically the, there's, there's two things you've got to focus on. And really one is to use networking correctly. And it's usually networking groups. There are networking groups around Twitter, which you can use to grow your brand. And the second thing is, if you really want to grow quickly, you want bigger accounts to retweet you. That is, that is actually how Twitter grow. That's how, that's how it works. You want bigger accounts to retweet you. There's countless ways of doing it. You can trade retweets. You can offer a service to get them. You can even buy them. And at the end of the day, you want bigger accounts to put your and, out there. So there. And that's why replies work so well. Yeah, that's that's why replies work so well is because whenever you comment under them, a lot of people are clicking on their tweet. They see yours. And if it's actually uh, providing something to the conversation, sometimes you'll even get a retweet from that big account. And then sometimes, yeah. even if you don't get that retweet, other people already saw it. And then they're like interested because they keep seeing you. And, uh, you know, if you have a conversation with those people, you end up actually becoming friends with some of those people that are bigger than you, which actually has happened for me. We actually have lined up a few different people that are much bigger than me that are going to be on the podcast, including you. So, it's kind of crazy. You're the first one we actually are going to post. I've done them before, but I never posted them because I was I wanted them to be just right. I'm a perfectionist, and I've seen a lot of people say it's bad to be a perfectionist, but I disagree because I'm I think it's, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I think it's good to strive for perfection, but it's not good when it holds you back. Now, yeah, it might have technically started stopped me from like posting them, but I'm glad I didn't because I wanted it to come out the gate with straight value and credibility and that's you are credibility you know you have it i don't have it fully yet but i'm on the way and it's like i wanted to actually help people a lot and i knew that if i have someone that actually they can trust because you have results then you know that why would people not be interested you know so i guess i had two more questions and then other than that we can just say whatever we want until we're over um, when did you consider yourself to be actually successful? Uh, successful. Do you consider, yeah, you probably do consider yourself successful, but some people don't consider themselves successful even at your point. So it's all subjective. So that's why I ask. Yeah, it is all sub subjective. You've got the way to answer that question is you've got to find, you've got to be comfortable yourself with what you want and what you you have at the end of the day i'm being honest that i i'm very lucky i can't think of anything that i want that i don't have to be honest i don't want a boat or a plane now if i really wanted a boat would i work out a way to go and get one yeah i would i, I believe i would do that and would manage to get it that's a good mindset to have i encourage people to try to have that mindset but i don't i don't need a boat so Fortunately, I don't need 20 million to buy a yacht or whatever it is. So my success is it is living a free is living a free life of of having the time to do whatever I want. I have little things that I wrote down in that little um definition phase of working out what I want when I read the four hour work week. There were things like I don't want to be waking up by, by an alarm. I wanted to wake up naturally. If you have a job, you tend to use an alarm because you you, you want not to be late. <laughs> so yeah. I wrote down loads of little things like that. And I, I, I fortunately got to that position because I've built my own business where I can have my own time to myself whenever I want. Um, I can be traveling and I can still run my business remotely. I've got lots of people doing all sorts of different aspects of the business. And it all just works and it all just happens. And I on autopilot, right? Yeah. And uh, I specifically wanted a business like that so that I could have the time to do whatever I want. So for me, success is just having the time 
to to do what I want when I want. It, well, it's freedom for you. For you, freedom is success, and that's to me. I think genuinely, it should be everyone's version of success, in my opinion. Yeah. So, what would you tell a younger version of you, and what would you tell? I mean, just a young person in general in this day and age. Um, a younger version of me is don't worry so much about the, the little things. Now, I'm sure that's something that most people have heard before, but let me try to make that useful in saying that there's a reason why everyone says this. It's because it's so, it's just so true. You don't need to worry about these, these little things. When you're going to be um, on your deathbed in 70 years or something, you're not going to think about these things which you used to worry about. Just don't worry about little things. And there's there's a whole long list of other little things I could I could rattle off. I'll I'll give you one, um, which is you don't have to you don't have to make money back the same way you lose it. I've got those little things in my head like this that I've picked up along the way, and that was that's quite a good example. If you try a project and it fails and it's cost you some money, perhaps you've got a product that you couldn't sell. You don't have to make the you don't have to make that money back in the same way you lost it move on to the next thing and try something else yes that's when you, true when you hit something which works you'll know and you'll you'll be off from there and you, you'll yeah, it's funny it's funny whenever i tell people uh, at a job or something like oh what i do like i know that i'm gonna be a millionaire they're like oh what do you do what is it it's like i don't know which one's gonna blow up i don't know i just yeah, know that, i just know something will because i'm not gonna stop until one of them does you know so that, that's a very good point yeah um and weirdly people too many people don't like talking about money and it's kind of a taboo uh in the uk and us culture it, it it's like you're not meant to like politics money you know you don't you don't really talk about it much and uh unless you're in my friend group i talk about it constantly that's all i like to talk about right they're the sort of friends you want and there's not enough people out like out there like that i've only got one or two friends who i will talk yeah. entirely freely about it and we share yeah. and they're, they're great people they're the people you want to be around i can say you're one obviously i've not met you in person but you are one soon, soon we will man yeah and you're in california right now aren't you uh, i i'm off to california tomorrow okay so you're in england right now or you're still you said you're in america i thought right now or no tomorrow got oh, okay yeah Wait, um, so if only i could be there <laughs> yeah um yeah well I'll, I'll, i'm off to america so yeah One day. soon enough man we're gonna meet when it comes down to those little things you were talking about i also want to highlight one of my quotes it's it's kind of opposite to what you said but it's meant for a different reason so i say little the little things are the big things but that's like other little things comparatively to what you're talking about when you're talking about little things what's a little thing give us another one like what's a little thing that you shouldn't worry have worried about let's say in your life you shouldn't have worried about it oh okay say so you've made uh you i've you i make a mistake and um you ship a, the customer the wrong item and you've 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 basically lost that item and you've got to send them a replacement and you've basically made a loss and I'm like, oh, I'm $100 down because I've just stupidly wasted that product by perhaps you were distracted or whatever. Don't worry about it. Move on. Make that $100 back another way by selling somewhere some else. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to go focus on that one person so hard that, like, in that one sale. I mean, yeah, that it, makes it sense. Things like that. It, it could be that. It could be domestic things like, I don't know, loading the dishwasher correctly. <laughs> Some everyone yeah. has different things where you, they stress about, and it just doesn't matter. Um, and it's funny because, like, simultaneously, like my quote, "The little things are the big things." It's like at the yeah. same time, there's little things in your life that are actually way bigger than you expect them to be. Like little things, like spending time with your family, spending time with your friends. Little things such as you just saw that you woke up and saw the sunrise. It's just the freedom of you even waking up having hot water and then there's also the little moments of changing someone's life i've realized so i'm just gonna get be vulnerable let the people know whenever i was 14 my brother had passed away and so whenever i went to his funeral i saw people come up there and tell stories about like the tiniest little things 
it was like tiny things that changed their entire like I guess mindset or made them feel incredible and it really did change their life in a way and it helped them become who they are so it's like I realized from an early age that these tiny little moments every day are actually what what are actually the most impactful things you do and then it's also things like going to work every day waking up and actually hammering out your tasks it's just all this different stuff it actually has an impact so that was the other thing that's really it other than that yes sir so other than that what's like i guess the last thing is what what is the best thing you bought that you think was like your favorite thing that you bought um are we talking about physical product like like we're allowed to talk about favorite purchase yeah 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 well that that's easy for me um best thing i've ever bought was 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 my car is it what car you got i've got tesla oh hell yeah which one you got i want to look it up i'll probably know yeah it's model three i was one of the first countries to get it yeah that's super sick man um, yeah i love i've always wanted a tesla does it drive itself or not that one uh yeah yeah it's got autopilot but we're in the uk we are under heavy regulation not like you guys in america where you can actually you've got a lot of freedom to do uh to do what you want in in a good way so our our, our autopilot is heavily regulated about how much the wheel can turn on its own um it's it's crazy you've got to be within you've got to be in the car within six feet to to let it drive itself when you're not in there whereas in america like i was two years ago i got a friend who's got one and we we were having dinner he got out and he tapped come to me on his phone and it literally drove around the parking lot and picked us up at the front what i didn't even know you could do that (laughs) they want you to be six they want you to be in bluetooth range because they don't trust anything because they're 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 obsessed with regulations here and America's part wow. of the regulatory body, but America rightly go, no, we make our own rules and regulations. We're going to ignore that. And you've, you've, Wait, that's so America has a lot of these great companies. You could not start a company like Tesla in, in the UK or in Europe. There's just so much regulation. So would you, uh, you can still have it driving itself if you're in the car? Oh yeah. It's got, it's got autopilot and that's, that's, brilliant that's rock solid it changes lanes by itself and stuff like that but there's lots is that of- not weird dude that it's like normal and like that you're like you're like you're complaining about how it can't drive itself when you're not in it like nowadays compared to like years ago we would have been like what though yeah, <laughs> yeah. Been- it's, it's still crazy people who don't it's just normal for me but people who don't have <laughs> one, yeah like i've never like, experienced that i've never seen it with my own eyes like I've maybe not <laughs> yeah that's crazy man I am actually, that's something I want to get for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, man, I, I don't want to take too much of your time anymore because, like, we waited forever because I was trying to set it all up. So um, it usually works, but it didn't work today. So I appreciate you heavily, man. This is going to be, it's forever going to be one of the best podcasts I've ever done. I can tell just because it's <laughs> amazing. But, you know, it's going to be a hard, it's going to be a hard choice, you know. Because all of them are going to be incredible. That's how I feel. So, uh, you know, like I said, I'm a perfectionist. I'm going to always try to do my best to make sure it's amazing. So uh, I appreciate you heavily for even actually reaching out to me in the first place. Likewise, and, yeah. Uh, glad to, yeah, glad to call you a friend, my man. Thank I'll, you. Uh, yeah. I'll end it there, and I'll let you end it technically. You're the oh, host yeah. right now. <laughs> I'll do that. Uh, yeah, thank thanks for having me on. And I, uh, oh, if anyone, yeah, before we go, yeah, I wanted to say before we go, tell them your email you were gonna say, and then I'm gonna lastly plug anything you want, and I'll plug anything I want, and we're good. I, so, I'll, I'll do my bit. I, I don't have, I don't have much to plug. Um, you can buy my stuff on Amazon, but seriously, there's no point in doing that unless you want it. <laughs> Look, um. I just want people to start an online business if they can. Um, and anyone can, that that's the truth of it. If you've got an internet connection and uh, you, you've got the the correct mindset for it, start. So read the four hour work week, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, do whatever you need to get to that state where you feel like, yes, I can do this. 
and actually just start take action so i encourage everyone to do that if anyone's got any questions about how to start businesses around e-commerce amazon fba or even now i've learned a lot even how to make money on twitter i'm starting to monetize my account i'm working out what to do with it but how to grow and monetize your Twitter account, reach out. I'll happily point you in the right direction, um, give you some tips. I, I've got an email address I use for this sort of thing. Um, you can email me, Jamie, and my email is thefbaboss at gmail.com. Um, nice and simple, an email address, that's all there is. So yeah, reach out, just say hi. Always happy to talk and just give people tips and point people in the right direction. I'm not particularly selling any, anything, but uh, yeah, be nice to hear from like-minded people. It's crazy to uh, meet someone like that that's financially free and just trying to make more people financially free. It's really insane. So last thing I got to say is uh, my like some some of my book recommendations since he, he gave some. He said, Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Four Hour Work Week. Uh, for me, the secret, the secret was a life changing book, like absolutely life changing. Have you ever read that? No, I've heard of it. Absolutely. You got to read it, man by Rhonda Byrne, insane. It's the law of attraction. And it's stuff that I kind of was figuring out as I was growing older anyway, is that like, if I just didn't worry about st stuff as much, things ended up going way better in my life. But the biggest thing, this really highlights all the things that you need to do that helps you. Because it's not saying you just get stuff without work, but it's manifestation of the things that all of your desires by just simply changing the way you talk and the way you think and uh that it tracks into your life so that's one of the biggest ones stop saying that you will do stuff and that you want to do something and say that you are doing it and whenever you say you are doing it you just put it in the present and that's one of the biggest takeaways i got out of it uh the second book for me is the 5 a.m club by um robin sharma who you actually in your tweet had put a Robin Sharma quote. It was in the book that you were reading. Uh, Robin Sharma is a genius. That's one of the best books I've ever read. So other than that, I think, uh, yeah, Tax-Free Wealth by Tom Freed. Uh, yes. yeah, yeah, so other than that, that's it. Uh, I just wanted to lay out a couple for, of gems at the end for everyone. Again, if you want some merchandise, I don't even have a website on purpose yet. That's on purpose. Uh, I've made one before, but the truth is I just wanted you to have to go through me. So you have to get it from me. So DM Hurtful Truth until I have a website in the bio. Just DM Hurtful Truth uh, X instead of the U in truth. And then I'll get you set up. I'll probably give you a discount anyway because you if just tell me you're from the podcast and you watch the podcast and I'll give you a little discount. So, all right. That's it, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Till next no time. No problem. Yes, sir.